hour. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of the Stoop Radio Show, right here live on Blog Talk Radio, coming to you from the city of Super Bowl 52 champions, the Philadelphia Eagles. That's right, folks. We predicted it. We talked about it. We hyped it. And it finally happened. Sunday night, our Philadelphia Eagles, led by the magic man, Mr. Nick Foles, pulled out a 41-33 victory over the New England Patriots and win our first ever Super Bowl. And we have been amped about it ever since. The city has been insane. Everybody's been talking about it. We have been going crazy. We're going to get crazy tomorrow as well as a big parade brings its way through Center City, Philadelphia. I'll be there. I got a pack of people that will be there with me. <clears throat> Excuse me. I'm just that hyped. Uh, they may be stopping by a little bit later. So we're going to see if we can get them into the um, studio and uh, quick enough. Maybe do a little chant and hype it up. Great stuff. Congratulations to my Philadelphia Eagles. We'll talk about the game in a minute. Hump Day, Wednesday night edition of The Stoop. I am, of course, your host, Jeff the Shark Perry. Flying solo tonight. Solo Lake Han. My lovely co-host, Miss Jewel Tatey, had some family issues to attend to this evening, so she cannot be with us. We do want to extend a huge congratulations to our girl, Jewel, and her man, Mike, on their engagement. They got engaged over the weekend. Had to be a very special weekend for her engagement. Eagles Super Bowl. Wow, great stuff. So congratulations to Jewel. Congratulations to Mike. We miss you, Jewel. We'll see you again uh, next week on The Stoop. We'll hype it up for you. We'll do the best we can tonight going solo. Very special thanks to our guests from Thursday night from TV's Batman and the General Giants dog food charity, the amazing Mr. Burt Ward. Burt was awesome. Great interview. Great stuff. Great talk. Uh, We talked about some Batman. We talked about the Batman Museum Expo. Uh, We also talked about his General Giants um, dog food product. Learn some lessons about how to properly treat your dog to live into the 20s like some of Bert's dogs have done. It's amazing stuff. So thanks again, Bert, for coming on the program. Tonight, no slouch. We have an amazing show. And when I found out this young lady was going to do the show with me, uh, I got so amped. I got a little geeked. Kind of like that guy in high school who got that big prom date he was always waiting for. That's right. Tonight, former Playboy Playmate, former Baywatch Beauty, and a great actress we all know and love. So many people respond how much they love this girl. Erica Aleniak will be our very special guest tonight. She'll be calling into the stoop around 8.15, a little earlier than normal, but uh, yeah, tight schedule. So we're very uh, much looking forward to having Erica come on the show tonight and talk about some things. It's going to be great. Speaking of great, as I said, Eagles, Super Bowl champions, huge win Sunday night. I went berserk. My videos are all over Facebook. I was drinking champagne and going to local bars and, and chanting it up and just going absolutely crazy. I just couldn't believe it. Finally, after all these years, my guys get to hoist that big trophy. And the parade is going to be crazy. They're expecting three to four million people. I've got my train tickets. I heard it's even going to be difficult to get on the train, but you can't drive down. Maybe I have to rent a helicopter or something. i got to get down there. i got to see my team and root them on and thank them for a great season. Football is one of my true passions. I absolutely love it. My guys this year really made it worth my while. And our while as a city, as fans, they took out the great Tom Brady. You know, I shake nobody's hand. That's fine and dandy. Nick Foles really reestablished himself. Team's already buzzing about maybe bringing in Nick next year. But we want him. We want to keep our Nick. We want Nick. We want Carson. Great insurance policy to have. Congratulations to my guys. Every single Philadelphia Eagle. Who made it happen? I got all my merchandise. I got more merchandise than I can shake a finger on. I've got shirts, glasses, pins, hats, you name it. I am Eagles geared up, but I'm not shy. And I'm going to keep on piling it up. Get it here in the studio. Get something in my man cave. Keep reliving just an amazing dream. Um, had some family over. I was hugging people. My wife hugged me. I cried a little bit. Not afraid to admit it. Did shed some tears. The happiness was just that real. Such a magic moment. Still can't believe it. Came down to pretty much, well, the very last play. I'm going to say it came down to the very last play. That bomb, if it was caught, uh, could have went up for a touchdown, and Patriots could have went for two to try to tie it. So, yeah, kind of down to the very last play. There was some controversy you know, about Zach Ertz's touchdown and Corey Clemens' touchdown. Uh, try not to cry, Patriots fans. Those are touchdowns. They're reviewed. They're looked over. The league's got its rules in effect, and that's a touchdown. 
both of them, sorry. Uh, Brandon Cooks, that hit, not illegal, I'm sorry. Hate to break it to you. Patriots fans are a little bitter. Jumping on us Eagles fans, they, they said it for two weeks, no excuses, we don't want to hear nothing. When we beat you, we want you to just take it fair and square. Well, excuse me, little foot, we won, and I don't see any New England fan taking it fair and square. But that's okay, it's the uh, nature of competitive sports. Best comment was from Joel Embiid when they said, you know, how is this experience? He said he loves it, and we're next, meaning the Sixers. Hey, we'd love to see it. We love parades. We love championships. It's a passionate town, and that's what we do. No jewel tonight, but that does not mean we won't have a top five list, but it actually means I'm going to double header it. I'm going to make it a top ten list, and I'm going to take it all along myself. And tonight, if your listeners out there, and you're on my Facebook page, I want you to compete with my list. I want to hear your list in honor of the beautiful Erica Aleniak, top ten favorite Baywatch girls. A lot of girls have uh, graced the uh, stage of Baywatch in the red bathing suits, doing their duty. And it was a a show that started out kind of campy, but really grew a huge fan base, plethora of lovely ladies. And I guess for for the ladies, I guess good looking guys, I don't know, it's not really my speed, but uh, David Hasselhoff carrying that show. I'll give you my top 10 favorite. Watch girls. I started at number 10 with the lovely Gina Lee Nolan. Big fan of Gina. Loves her on the show. Tried to get her here on the stoop. We are actually waiting to hear. Hopefully that works out for us. That'd be great. Number nine, back in her Baywatch heydays, I was a huge fan of Yasmeen Bleeth. Beautiful brunette. Kind of um, the anti-Pam. Kind of a brunette sex appeal with the gorgeous blue eyes. Big fan of Yasmeen Bleeth. She's number nine. Number eight, Carmen Electra. I know I'm a big Carmen fan, but she didn't really have a long run on Baywatch, but I always enjoy Carmen. She makes any top ten list and uh, definitely love seeing her on Baywatch. Number seven, former Stoop guest, the amazing Nancy Valen. Love Nancy Valen. Does great stuff, great actress, and uh, was happy to see her grace the stage of Baywatch for a while. Number six, Pamela Anderson. I know that sounds weird to people, but yeah, Pam's all the way up at number six. She kind of was Miss Baywatch for a while, but uh, for me, middle of the pack. I like Pam, but to me, not quite a top five or so. Number six, Pam Anderson. Number five, Krista Allen. Gorgeous face. Just one of the most beautiful women you'll ever see, Krista Allen. Spent a little bit of time on Baywatch. Loved her on the show as well. Number four, Tracy Bingham. Certainly a one-of-a-kind look on that girl. Kind of like a superhuman body, if you will. She was built terrific. Spunk. A lot of different nationalities, apparently. That's a great thing. We love Tracy Bingham. She was number four. Number three, kind of a dark horse here. Angelica Bridges, the redhead. Always liked her. Big fan of Angelica Bridges. Number two, the lovely Donna D'Erico. Big fan of Donna's. And number one, I'm not playing Homer because he's coming on the show tonight, folks. It's real. It's the real deal. Number one for me always was Erica Leniak. She had that wholesome girl-next-door cute look, also having the lovely Baywatch figure, and certainly was a great actress. I, I really enjoyed her on the show from the times I watched it. So, yeah, Erica gets number one for me, and she's here tonight to talk a little bit about that coming up shortly. So, yes, I will... Give my guest the A thumbs up number one favorite Baywatch girl, Erica Leniak. There's my top ten list. I'll run it down for you real quickly. And I, uh, again, if you got a list you think looks a little bit better, send it to me on Facebook. Number ten, Gina Lee Nolan. Number nine, Yasmin Bleeth. Number eight, Carmen Electra. Number seven, Nancy Valance, former stupid guest. Number six, Pamela Anderson. Number five, Krista Allen. Number four, Tracy Bingham. Number three, Angelica Bridges. Number two, Donathy Erico. And number one, the lovely Erica Leniak. So thank you for uh, listening in to that one. That is our top ten list this evening. Making up for Jewel. Not here to do her five. So I took her five and my five and I put them all together. That was our top ten list. Uh, some topics real quickly before we get joined by our guest tonight. And, of course, one of the big topics, uh, non-Super Bowl-related, one of the big things we've heard the last couple of days is a reunion of the Spice Girls. 
That's right. Scary and sporty and posh. And I don't think I can name them all, can I? Probably not. Anyway, <laughs> Spice Girls are uh, looking into a reunion. They had gotten together uh, a couple of days back. Apparently got together with their uh, creator, Simon Fuller, the man who also uh, created American Idol. And then we're talking about a tour that will start off uh, in England and eventually end up in the United States. Uh, no dates are announced yet. Uh, a lot of work is going into it, but it is expected to attract tons of attention. I've seen people blowing up with this thing all over social media. And why not? You know, let's bring them back. We've had the Backstreet Boys. We've had uh, NSYNC reunions. We've had New Kids on the Block reunions. All the boy bands. Let's get the girl bands. Let's get the Spice Girls back. Give it another whirl. I certainly don't know enough songs to uh, attend. I know a couple. But I don't think I'll be uh, attending that concert. But it's very exciting. A lot of people are uh, amped about it. So let's see what happens. You know, We will wait it out to see the reunion of the Spice Girls. Uh, we lost a um, quality actor over the weekend, Sunday night as a matter of fact. Uh, actor John Mahoney. Of course, for you fans out there of the show Frasier, uh, John played Martin Crane, Frasier's dad on the show. Uh, he had died over the weekend. Uh, reports say they were looking at brain disease and lung cancer. Apparently, he had spent some time in hospice before passing away this Sunday. Uh, a 30-year veteran actor, Mahoney, was 77 at the time of his passing. I was a... Uh, Huge fan of Frasier. I absolutely loved that show. I used to watch it all the time. I still watch it. Um, I got my brother into watching it, and it was just very clever. Um, Frasier and Niles were kind of made for each other. You know, it's like the perfect actor search. They really did seem to be like brothers. And then John came on as kind of the uh, blue collar, hard loving uh, policeman. He played the character very well. It was a great show, very smart show. And when I read the news about John's passing, of course, very sad. Again, 77 years old. Rest in peace. Uh, thoughts and prayers of families, friends of John Mahoney. Once again, 77 years of age. So again, some Super Bowl news, and not good Super Bowl news here. This one's kind of a kind of a sad note. Um, New England Patriots tight end Rob Gronkowski reports his house was burglarized while he was out of the Super Bowl. Yeah, that's right. Um, I know it's football. I know it's passion. It's my team versus your team and the whole nine yards. We're talking about a human being here with his belongings. The man is out doing his job and, and trying to win the big game. He had a bigger game to it, a couple of touchdowns. And somebody goes into his house and breaks in. And We're sorry to hear that, Rob. Rob actually is uh, – the rumors are all around that he's considering uh, retirement. And today I read that the retirement might lead to a trip to Hollywood to become an actor. I don't know. We see a lot of Gronkowski. He seems to be a charismatic guy. A lot of people enjoy him, enjoy his annex. So, I don't know, maybe that's his next step. Maybe acting is the next thing for him. All kind of rumors going around New England. Uh, Josh McDaniels was hired as the Indianapolis coach and then uh, reneged on it and turned back and said he's going to stay with New England. Thoughts are there that uh, Bill Belichick's going to retire shortly and, you know, told McDaniels, or hang on, this job will be yours within the next year. We really don't know. It's a possibility. Rumors spread. Um, so who really knows what's going to go on there? Belichick's been around a long time. He's got a lot of championships. Him and Brady have done a terrific job together. Brady, of course, has already said he'll be back for another season. And Patriots fans are already very optimistic that they'll be back in the Super Bowl next year. Have already been listed as the uh, early favorite to win the Super Bowl next year. Of course, hey, we will play Goat Slayers again. We'll get back on that field and do our business the way we did this year. The Eagles, baby. Now a force to be reckoned with. Now they have the ring. You can put all your ring memes aside and all your uh, new rings talk and all that nonsense. It's now old news. It's now old news. The Eagles join the ranks. Class of the NFC. And now Super Bowl champions. All right, 8-15, we are expecting Erica Aleniak shortly from the uh, messages that her and I have been sharing. We're very excited for that, so hopefully she'll be with us in a moment. We're going to do uh, some questions, a little interview, and uh, see how she's doing. Until then, we're going to do some more topics.
because that's what we do here on the Super. We love to talk about everything and anything. The uh, Super Bowl ratings have come in. Uh, lowest in nine years. Ratings were listed as the lowest rated Super Bowl in nine years. And, of course, that makes people go on and on about, you know, nobody really wanted to see the Eagles and uh, nobody cared to see the Eagles, stuff like that. Um, I don't buy it. I don't buy it at all. We do have a call coming in, so I, I think at this moment we are going to welcome Baywatch star Eric and Leniak. Eric, are you with us? I am. How are you? I am fantastic. Thank you so much for joining us. I got a little thrown off because the phone numbers came up all ones, I, I, you know, and every once in a while I get a little crank call. It likes to throw me off guard. But <laughs> Oh, that would have been fun, actually. Darn it. I wish I would have thought of that. That could have been fun. That's right. another time. I know. Then again. I would have just we'll have called you, you back and been like, "Just kidding, it's me." <laughs> we'll have you on again down the road, and we'll try that again. That's awesome. Thank you so much for being here. It really means a lot to me and a lot to uh, fans of the show. Um, people were oh, blowing me up on Facebook. That's great. Thank you. People oh, were blowing me up well, on it's Facebook. Oh, my pleasure. Thank you it. for having me. Absolutely. Uh, let's start with some questions, if you don't mind. Of course. Um, excellent. Uh, the very surprising thing I found recently in doing some research about you was that your very first acting gig was in the movie E.T., which was one of the biggest mm-hmm. movies of all time. How did you end up with that role, and uh, how big a role was it? Yeah, what was my first, actually, movie, because I had been acting, I actually started acting when I was 10. So when I did, um, for the first couple of years, I did some TV shows. There was a spinoff called Still the Beaver from Leave it to Beaver. And um, I did some theater and some commercials and some, you know, just smaller um, TV episodics. And then throughout all of that, I was uh, in training. And in one of the acting showcases that we did with my class, my scene partner was a grown-up because I was doing a, we were doing a father-daughter scene. So they asked us to go do the adult showcase. Um, and in that audience was a talent scout for Steven Spielberg, and they were looking for the girl that kisses Elliot um, to play the <laughs> that role in E.T., so that's how that came about. It was all quite serendipitous, um, as that's most things are. <laughs> <laughs> absolutely, and that's amazing. I mean, did in making the movie, did anybody realize it would be that big? Uh, I certainly didn't. I mean... I was 12, first of all, and so, you know, I wasn't fully aware of who Steven Spielberg was. He was just a really cool guy and a really great director, and, you know, I didn't know much about it. They were very, very secretive about the show. Um, In fact, they gave us a working title, which at that point was called A Boy's Life. And it's kind of cool because if you uh, go back and watch E.T. at the very opening shot, there's a boy on the bicycle, and he's going through town because he's got his paper route. route. And uh, up on the marquee, the movie marquee in town, it says A Boy's Life. So there's a little trivia for you, a little movie trivia. But, yeah, they, they said it was about a boy and an alien. So I was 12, so, you know, you just kind of roll your <laughs> eyes. I'm like, whatever, yep. a boy and an alien. And, uh, and it was called A Boy's Life. And there was no hanging around or inviting friends to set or anything like that. It was all very hush-hush. So I had no idea what to expect, and I remember going to see that film with my mom and my grandma and my sister at the Hollywood Dome Theater, and let me tell you, I think I must have caught so many flies in my mouth because I I literally just stared up at that screen wide-eyed with my mouth hanging (laughs) open. It was such a, yeah, a big surprise. Yeah, and an incredible movie that just did unbelievable numbers, and that would be amazing. That would be amazing to be a part of it and have that as part of your – Career, it's amazing. Congratulations on that. An honor, yeah. Thank you so much. A super honor for me, absolutely. Absolutely. And then a short time later, still as a teenager, 19 years old, um, you appeared in Playboy magazine. Uh, now, mm-hmm. was that something that you were was that something you were scouted out for? Or did you kind of apply for that? How did you land that? Nope. That was another strange <laughs> happened to be <laughs> happenstance. Um, I was friends, very good friends at the time with um, a playmate named Terry Lynn Doss. And in fact, we yes. were roommates at that time. I feel like I was just out of high school. And um, I went with her, or a couple of years after, I went with her um, 
to go to the studio in Hollywood because they have a couple different ones, but to go and pick up some of her things, some photos or something. And the editor at the time, Marilyn Grabowski, was there. And so I went with her, and she introduced me, and Marilyn was just like, oh, do you want to do this? And I was kind of totally like, I don't know, because (laughs) I had been acting already, you know, nine years. And so for me, the kind of career that I've always wanted was I really wanted a diverse career. You know, I wanted to be able to play meaty roles, all different gritty roles. I wanted to be taken seriously. When you're that young, you know, you're – you're just kind of invincible in terms of your own thinking. <laughs> so <Sure. laughs> I knew that I, I was like, you know, if I do this, I may be creating some theatrical obstacles for myself. You know, you're going to have to work hard to prove that just because you do this, that you are also, you know, you're also a serious actress. And unfortunately there've been that, although we can go back now and say, God, there's been some brilliant actresses that have absolutely posed. But at that time, you know, all these, these were the thoughts that were sort of swirling in my head. So it wasn't a definite jump to yes, you know, and it wasn't something that I sought out. But, um, but it was a great experience. It was an amazing experience. So, um, yeah, but that's how that happened. It was sort of happenstance. That was terrific. You seemed to be landing in the right place at the right time. <laughs> mm, exactly. But, uh Seriously, I mean, how nervous were you doing the magazine? I mean, obviously you had the look for it. You know, you're a very beautiful woman. But well, how nervous you. Sure, how nervous were you in, in the, the fact that you didn't have to pose for this magazine? <laughs> well, super nervous. <laughs> and the thing is, when I was uncomfortable, everybody knew it. And I never made any bones about that. In fact, years after I posed for the magazine, a few years after, I got a phone call from a young lady who was – I don't know if she was already hired by the magazine, but she, her opening line to me basically was that, hi, I, you know, I got your number from you know, another playmate, a friend, hope that's okay, and I know that you're really called the difficult one <laughs> around here. And I, that was complete wow. news to me, I know, because I'm a pretty easygoing person, but, but I was very guarded there. Very guarded. Sure. If I didn't feel like something was right or if it was too exposed or if it wasn't a flattering, you know, uh, pose or if I was uncomfortable with the way that the set was being managed in any way, I, I was like, nope, I'm good. I'm going to stop now. You know, I just I mean, I was not rude to anyone, but it was like, yeah, and that's I, I'd like to do this instead. Or, you know, I just I uh, I definitely held my own. And I guess um it was perceived as being difficult. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I guess, God forbid you stand up for yourself. But it's good, though, because when you hear so many actresses coming out now talking about the pressures of, you know, sure. their auditions, et cetera. So it's good that you stood and knew exactly what you wanted to do, and that shows a great deal of yeah. intelligence. Um, how did yeah. the acting well, jobs start coming up afterwards? Sure, absolutely. Uh, did you get a lot well, of offers had... right away? You know, they had. I was doing Baywatch, too, because I literally did Baywatch right Baywatch and Playboy kind of overlapped each other. So I had already landed that and um, done a, you know, good handful of, I've had, you know, some Charles in Charge and just different sitcoms. I had really already done a good fair amount of work. So when Playboy happened, I was already, I feel like, kind of on my theatrical, like, kind of little wave, you know. Um, So, yeah, I don't know that. It's hard to say, had I not done it, what would have come forth, because I felt like I was kind of already, I was working hard, you know, it was, once you, it's it's like any corporate ladder, right? It's just getting yourself out there, getting yourself out there, and one audition after 50, and you get the job, and then that job leads to another job, and I was kind of right in the middle of that, because I had just, um, I'm trying to remember where we were, did we just do the pilot? Because Baywatch started out as a two-hour movie. Uh, remember right. those Sunday night movies with the, yes. the networks competing, right? I loved yes. those movies. And so Baywatch <laughs> was a two-hour movie kind of backdoor pilot. So we had done the movie, and I can't remember if we had already done the pilot or just finished, but we were very new into Baywatch. So um, so it was all kind of happening at once. It was all kind of happening at once. The one funny thing is when I had done Under Siege, um, again, that was, you know, regular auditioning, screen testing, um, film screen testing, going in where they actually get a makeup and camera crew out there and just to see how you'll be on camera. A lot of times the studios want, before they invest, 
you know, money in, in you, um, they want to see how it's going to be actually not just in a regular room. They want to see you on a real you know, up up there on the camera and with all the lights and, and the chemistry with um, some of the actors. And so sometimes they'll do big screen tests. And I had done that for Under Siege. And when I got that job, the character, Jordan Tate, was a, was a playmate. And I remember it was really interesting when the producers came to me, they had no idea that I had done Playboy. Oh, so okay. they called Playboy to say, this is our actress. These are her stats. You know, she's 5'6", she's blonde, blah, blah, blah. We need someone that will kind of look like her because there's a shot. Just in, I don't know if they actually showed a shot. I don't remember now where someone's looking at in the, a centerfold, whether they focused in or not. I can't remember. But um, just in case, you know, they have to have someone similar. And they laughed and they said, well, why don't you just use her pictorial and it turned out that my gatefold, that's the part that folds out, uh, was a navel right. theme. <laughs> so yeah. the serendipity <laughs> there was really bizarre because they were like, oh, my God, wait, what? <laughs> what? What? Okay, this is just too good. To, come on. You know, it's like, what do you mean? Too good to be true, this whole taking place on the naval ship, and now we've got this gatefold here. So it, that quite worked out well. But, um, again, one didn't know about the other. So it's hard to say what came, you know, because I was working at it pretty diligently. Right. So, yeah, it seemed to work. Yeah, like I said, I mean, I, I remember the picture. It's one of the pictures I used to add the show with you with the with the hat on. It was terrific. And, of right. course, Thank you. Not, to, not to embarrass, but, of course, every guy friend that I work with, every guy friend I had said, you know, ask her about the cake scene. And I'm like, no, I'm not going to ask her about the cake scene. So <laughs> we're not going to talk about the cake scene. You know, originally – when I did that movie, that was not the topless scene was not in the script. Oh, okay. That was actually I got fitted for um, a costume. It was like a 1940s style little cap outfit, if you will. Sure. Two fittings. I remember exactly where I went. I actually remember when I went to that place. Um, Richard Gere was there next door, and I was so starstruck. I was like, oh, my God, Richard Gere's here. You know, I yeah, think it wow. was a really big deal. <laughs> yeah. So when I got down there, we were shooting in um, Mobile, Alabama, and um, I, I uh, kind of a bunch of stuff went down, and I was told that that actually had to be topless. And, yeah, so that was something that I now, looking back, and I'm older now and wiser, would have had every right to have said no. Sorry, not right. happening. You know, but one of those things where, and it's perfect with the Me Too movement, you know, honestly, it's one of those things where in any place, in any industry, if, you know, you allow yourself um, kind of, it's it's hard because when you're super, super young, you just don't know, you're scared and you just don't know. So um, I, I don't even want to say if you allow yourself to be taken advantage of because oftentimes you don't know you are. You know, and and that sounds so weird, but you just don't. You're just like, oh, God, I guess this is part of the deal. So needless to say, the point of that ramble is I was very nervous. And I remember how sweet it was that um, Gary Busey and Tommy Lee Jones had sent me flowers. And they closed the set for me. And I forget what the little note was. It was so sweet, though, and it was just real support. It was uh, hang in there. You know, you're going to do great. And, um, you know we'll march forward. So it was, um, yeah, so it was kind of unexpected for me and, but it was fine. <laughs> the jacket was my idea. Cause I was like, no, I'm not going to come out completely topless. So I at least I'll sure. flash you, but I'm not gonna. And so <laughs> that was, that was my idea of the compromise, um, at the time. But, uh, what I love, what kills me is that it's like what, I don't know, how much screen time that cake scene is, 18 seconds, if, I don't even know, I'm totally making that up. I know it's really it, short. It is, it is quick. I mean, it's quick. It and really quick. the rest yeah. of the movie, I'm, you know, an hour and a half, who knows, two hours, I'm running around in web gear and, you know, we're all doing crazy, you know, stunts and action and everybody's getting shot at. And that's the scene. It's like, wait a minute. I was in the film for two other hours. <laughs> that one always makes me laugh. That was a really great role, though. That character was so much fun to play. I can imagine. And, and that's the thing you would say earlier, that you wanted diverse roles. You want to do a little yeah. bit of everything. In that movie, yep. you played a girl that kicks some ass. Um 
of course, yeah. you were in Baywatch. You played the uh, lifeguard. You were like a lifesaver there. And, of course, mm-hmm. a role that we all know and love because every guy grew up loving Ellie Mae Clampett. You got mm-hmm. that role in the Beverly Hillbillies, and you were awesome in that movie. Yep. Talk a little bit oh, about that role. Thank you. That sure. was my favorite. In all the, you know, like I said, I'm, I'm 48 now. I started when I was 10. In all my years of working, that is the number one favorite, favorite project, not just film, but project overall that I've ever worked on. I had such an amazing time. That cast was stellar. I was like a sponge. I would go to work and just try to take in from everybody there. I mean, oh, my goodness, Dabney Coleman, Lily Tomlin, Cloris Leachman, so many people, you know, Dietrich Bader, Rob Schneider. Leah Thompson. I mean, it goes on and on, and I know I'm leaving out like a trillion people because everybody on that show was just amazing. And, um, yeah, it was an iconic role to play. I grew up also. I loved the Beverly Hillbillies when I was a little kid. We watched sure, the, you know, all those shows. And um, so it was a real honor for me, and it was, you know, we had some meetings with the director, Penelope Spheris, who I love and adore, um, about, you know, it needed to have a bit of a modern spin on it. This was the 90s, right? But it was really important also to keep her true to the character. And it's not always easy to, I feel, this is just my personal two cents. What's always um, important to me is that whatever character you're playing, I mean, unless you're playing a crazy villain, but even then, you know, it's, there are dark and light in, in, in all of us for the most part. You know what I mean? So, uh, you want to have some endearing qualities, and I feel like for the for me to be endearing to women, um, you know, sometimes it's a little more difficult. <laughs> yes, endearing to men. <laughs> sure. You know, if I may, if I may, and of course I'm general generalizing. I don't want to offend anybody, but I'm just saying it's just. So how do you, you know, if you're playing a real kind of coquettish or not that Ellie Mae was just more. Um, pure and but still that this character is going to have this sex appeal you need you know that person needs to be authentic right it's authentic it's just she is who she is because that's just how she was born but it gets in her way that was kind of the attitude that I wanted to to portray and then also to keep it you know and that was kind of how it was when Donna Douglas played that character you know she was just a tom boy and um yeah so anyway it was fun i literally had so much fun with the animals let's see i, I have such funny stories too with the animals like a How deer a t- <laughs> oh god i remember we had to do this one shot was set up okay and there's really one take on this one it was freezing we were up in i feel like we were up in sonoma we were up north and I, Ellie was swimming in a pond. And, of course, this was mountain water, right? I don't remember what time of the year it was, but let me tell you something. This was up in the mountains. So you have the camera across the pond. The idea of the shot is Ellie goes, jumps into the pond, swims around a bit, comes, turns around, kind of comes out. There's a secret little plant of, um, and hidden behind it is a little handful of food for the deer that will be positioned at the opening of the pond so that when I come out from swimming, I grab the food, I approach the deer, and kind of go to pet it, and it eats out of my hand, and I move on. That's the shot. So camera's rolling. They call action. I jump into the pond. <laughs> I literally am sure that I'm going to die because the water was so cold, my breath was gone. That had never happened to me wow. before. We're like, if you've ever had the wind knocked out of you, like hitting the stomach with a ball or so, anything like that, sure. which I right. have, <laughs> it, it was gone. And I was like, <clears throat> I was like, oh, my God. And I have to keep swimming. I can't. I'm wearing a wig. I'm wearing, you know, I, I got to keep going. So I'm trying not to die. <laughs> I'm turn around. <laughs> I'm coming out, I grab the food, and from that point, I'm not quite out of the water, I'm grabbing the food, I just hear this sound, and it's this really weird, high-pitched sound, and I know that it's the deer, and I know that the deer does not want me to go near it, but I have to keep going, so as... I'm well, trying to discreetly let the deer know that I have this food. The pitch is it's getting like louder, warning me more. I come close. This deer rears up. 
tries to kick me to death. They call oh, cops. Wow. The animal trainer comes running out. Oh, my God, it was so funny. I have so many of those stories. Never actually got hurt, nor did any animals in the making of the film. But That's a disclaimer. <laughs> oh, my God, it's so funny. Yeah. That's great. It, it seemed to be um, a role that you really nailed. And like I said, sometimes you watch Thank movies you. and you truly believe that that actress has made a role. You had the uh, girl next door uh, looks, but you also had the athleticism and you had just like an all lovable character like Ellie Mae was. Everybody loved Ellie Mae and everybody loved mm. your role in the movie. But you were perfect. Thank you. That's so nice of you. Thank you. Absolutely. Um, it's my pleasure. Um, the movies. Now, I know they did a remake of Watch. I don't know if you saw it. I don't know if you care for it. What is your stance on, on remakes? Do you think Hollywood's got to stick to being more original, or do you like watching something you've done be remade? Yeah. You know, I'm on the fence about it. I really am. Okay. And I'm a true Libra, unfortunately, which can be really irritating, because I always look at both sides of everything. I, you know, I've seen a couple remakes done well, and then... Most of the time, I feel like for me personally, it's like when it was done right so beautifully the first time, why? Why? Right. <laughs> you know, just <laughs> leave it alone. So, I, I mean, I guess it totally depends. It's such a general, big question for such a I, – I think the answer is that it would lie in each individual case, you know, the, the, the story, how it's adapted, is it – totally the same are they putting a modern spin on it who's the cast do they have any of the original members in it is the writing clever is it you know it just totally depends on who's directing i think and yeah so it's a hard one to answer i do feel like for some of the classics um if it's been done long ago it might be fun if it was such a wonderful classic to see it kind of done with a modern spin sometimes um, other times I cringe when I hear yeah. <laughs> that they're trying to recreate, you know, like famous couples from the 40s or the 50s. Or and you kind of go, mm, I don't know. It was kind of golden because it was that, you know, because it was just that. So I don't know. I'm totally on the fence about it. I think it depends. I've kind of seen good and I've seen bad and ugly. <laughs> That's a pretty good answer. I mean, you know, obviously when it came out, you know, they hyped the rock and you were hoping, well, I just hope they don't throw the rock out there and put a name Baywatch on it just to try to sell tickets. Yeah. Honestly, I haven't seen it. I, I was a fan of the original show, so I haven't seen yeah. it, but well, maybe I'll check it out. Um, well, the thing with the Baywatch, rem- uh, you know what? Your phone broke yeah. up actually. So I didn't oh, hear you say specifically Baywatch, the Baywatch remake. I thought you, I really only caught, how do you feel when they remake movies? Um, oh, okay. Sorry. So, uh, okay. So on that, I, first of all, when you have Dwayne Johnson in a film, yes. <laughs> I'm a huge <laughs> fan sure. for so many reasons. I am a huge <laughs> fan. Um, I thought the cast was fantastic. I really did all of the cast really, really good. I, the writers, the creators are friends of mine and I'm uh, honestly, so it's hard for me because I feel so happy for them. That was a really big deal for them. And then to have it kind of come full circle, that I was very happy for. And that's why it's hard for me to answer this unbiased. Because Baywatch, you know, I watched, I went through Baywatch where when I did the show, it was not a huge international success yet. In fact, we were on NBC, which was the most conservative network on television, before it went syndicated. We did one year on NBC, then it went down, and then we went back up syndicated. And that's when it just totally kind of changed styles. By the time I was off the show, I think they were just airing my first episodes, and I was already gone um, overseas. Oh, wow. so it was really bizarre. Yeah, it was really bizarre for me. When I would have you know, some recognition for that, especially overseas, and you know, fans coming to you and speaking with you, it was like, I'm already gone. <laughs> so it's nice <laughs> that now the show is popular and I'm gone. So no, but it was, it's gone through so much. And I feel like domestically and internationally, we're two totally different animals for that show, by the way. And um, so for it to all these years later, have been thought of as enough of an iconic show, you can take that any way you like it, whether it was, you know, for eye candy or for whatever it was, um, for them to do that, I, I thought 
that was kind of kudos to the guys, to the creators. I, so that was very cool. Um, I liked it. I thought it was very funny. I could have done with maybe one or two less penis jokes, personally. Um, <laughs> I can handle one or two, but um, sure. I did. I really liked the chemistry, though, between Zac Efron and Dwayne Johnson, and I just think they're both phenomenal. And so I would still give it a thumbs up, and um, I just think the whole thing was cool, that it was like a full circle moment for Baywatch. So anyway, that's my two cents. All right, so it gets a thumbs up. I'll have to check it out now on your, yeah. uh, on your recommendation. So um, we saw some, at least I saw some footage, some uh, pictures online, if you will, of you and some of the former cast members. Uh, one we had on our show before, Nancy Vallon, who we thought was was uh, just wonderful, great interview. She's so um, sweet, yeah. Yeah, she, oh, she's incredible, much like you. I mean, we, we get the right Aww, people here, and it's amazing. You. Do you have a, a good rapport with some of the girls in the past show, or is this kind of a passing every once in a while thing? Well, you know what's funny is I do. I mean, I'm friends with Gina Lee and um, Donna Derrico and Alexandra Paul, but the funny thing is I worked a bit with Alexandra, but I didn't work with the other girls because, like I said, I only did right. my exit, my swan song, so to speak, was Pamela Anderson's entrance. Ah, okay. So I did one year of NBC, one year of syndication, and then to leave, to be able to leave, I needed, I had to do just a contractual agreement. The two-hour movie, and I think it was River of No Return, that introduced Pamela, the CJ character. Right. So in that, Billy Warlock and I got married. And then we, that was it. We left. So all the other, like I know Nicole, but I know her from um, other shows in the past. No, we didn't work together on that show. Um, so, yeah, most of the girls... I know are just from other shows and just, you know, seeing each other around or conventions or, you know, that we've um, kind of struck up from um, getting together reunions around Baywatch maybe, but not actually working together. Okay. And that makes sense. Um, Little thing we always do on the show. I normally have a co-host. She was uh, not with us tonight, but normally we do like a top list. I tonight did a top 10 list. My top, 10 favorite women of Baywatch. You'll be happy to know the panel only came in sixth. You came in first, so congratulations. Oh, thank you. Thank you, thank <laughs> you, thank you. I'll take it. Absolutely. <laughs> right here from uh, the guys here at the Stoop. We thank you very much for that. So um, what do you do now? Like, what do you do just kind of to relax? Like, uh, when you're not looking to act and you're not being yourself, you just want to lay back and kick back. What are some yeah. of the fun things you like to do in your spare time? I definitely love to, well, I love, love, love. In fact, it's funny you ask because I just came back from the Home Depot. Um, oh, wow. <laughs> I like to, yeah, I like to finish things. So I change things. I get bored very fast. So I am going to, I have a set of shelves that are bugging me. <laughs> because they're, they're, I'm not going to bore you with all the details, but I can't stand what's That's happened to my little room with these shelves and the color of the curtains, and it's driving me crazy. So what I went to do is I got paint, like a paint to match the cabinet, and I'm going to refinish my table. I'm going to sand it, I'm going to paint it, and I'm going to distress it. And that's something I really love to do. I, um, I actually found a bed. Don't laugh. Hold, hold on a second. What is it, honey? Quickly. Um, I just found, I know, sorry. I just found That's a bed fine. literally sitting in an alleyway where I love to walk my dog. It was a beautiful bed. I couldn't believe it was just sitting there. Someone was throwing it out. I was so determined to take this bed and finish it. I hauled that bed, I don't even know how I did it, into my truck. <laughs> it was a king, like a California king. It was huge. I was like, Jesus. I was so mad, smashing things, trying to get, I'm like, I'm doing this. And I did it myself. I put that thing in my truck, and I refinished it, and I painted it a matte black, and I distressed it, and it came out so cool. I don't have it anymore, but, um, yeah. So I love to do stuff like that. I love to hang out with my daughter, who is literally my favorite person on the planet. I don't just love That's her because she's my kid. I like her, you know? Yeah. So we like to hang out, and, and um, I love to read um, we spend time walking the dog. Uh, I like to go. My mom lives up near the beach, so I like to. I love to go to her place because it feels like a retreat for me. So I'm, I wonder if she gets sick of us. Hi, mom. <laughs> Coming over. So you know, I just like to. T- 
chill. I'm super, super, super low key. I am a pajama and popcorn remote control in one hand girl. I really am. So whatever chances I get to do that is just awesome. It's like when I work and, you know, I really am bad that way because I am a bit of a, I'm not a recluse by any means, but I do love my downtime and I'm a single mom. Um, so, you know, you get busy, you work, you're, you're running around all the time. So often when if I go out and, you know, you're coming back to a, hotel from work at night when I'm working away people are going out and they're having dinner and they're like oh you know come out come out and I really need to say yes more often but I usually just like oh I'm so tired and then I just love that time I love that time in the hotel room a cheeseburger in one hand remote in the other I'm just a, I, I'm a chiller so there you have it's it my exciting <laughs> life there's nothing wrong with that. I like to do that here on nights when I'm not doing the show or research for the show. I like to hit my recliner, yeah. turn on music. I'm a music junkie. I like the music blast, and then and that's it. Downtime. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with that. You know, there's yeah. not enough of it sometimes. Um, so, yeah. That's awesome. You have any uh, projects coming up or anything right now uh, acting? So right now, I just actually did a – just in December, I did a little cameo, which was really fun, um, in a movie called Core Values that's coming out, um, and I got to play the chief news editor. Um, that's coming out. I'm not sure when that's happening, um, but I just finished that in December, and then I'm actually working kind of in a different direction now. I am in the process of um, finishing up a treatment that I wrote, and – getting together with a producer friend of mine and working on developing this um, this project. So it's sort of a baby, and I've been my baby, and I've been working on it. Um, so we'll see. You know, it's interesting to be sort of behind the scenes, and I'm really enjoying that because I like to write. I, I love to produce. I love to develop. So that's what I'm doing. I've been teaching, acting for the last five years, and for three of those I worked with kids um, who were battling substance abuse and had some behavioral issues. Oh, wow. And I would go, yeah, go in and um, work with them through acting to find another sort of creative outlet, you know, ways to sort of use it as therapy. Um, so I did that for a few years. And I still private coach, and I'll teach a master class now and again. But right now I'm just really focused on my acting career and also on my this project now. You know, it's kind of the, the takeover baby. That's awesome. It's great to be able to yeah. do all kinds of different stuff like that. Writing is definitely a, a big one. Yeah, I blog. That's the other thing. As I have, I created a website. It's a It's a web blog, and so that is one way that I can do that too, sort of without anyone telling me what to do <laughs> so I can, right. you know, I'm a big, I'm a big spiritual practitioner. So every morning I get up when the house is dark and quiet and I do my, you know, my meditation and my reading. And then often there it's where I'll get my ideas for what I want to post. So I have a blog and, um, and that's where people can also, you know, write in to me and then we can have chats based on whatever, you know, whatever you want to talk about or whatever that post was about that discussion. So um, so that's another way that I get to write, too, which is also fun. That's very good. Uh, definitely better to be able to express yourself and speak out. Um, and we do it here on our show. Uh, me and Jewel like to shoot from the hip. And we like getting um, actors, actresses, musicians on. And kind of like get the real them, not just what yeah. Hollywood wants to sell, not what the fans want to hear. And that's why I like asking questions about your downtime, what you're doing you know, in, your, in your private time. And that that's all fun stuff. Kind of had a great feeling when I reached out to you that you would be as open and friendly as, as you've been. This has been a terrific interview. I'm just beyond happy that you took the time out Aww. with us tonight. My pleasure. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. We, any interest in doing it again in the near future? Absolutely. Just terrific. Back. Will, that sounds great. Absolutely. I will reach out again, and uh, maybe next time we'll have Jewel on. She'll, she'll ask you a lot of questions about parenting. She's a mom. She likes talking mom oh, stuff. We probably would have went on for another hour if she was here. <laughs> <laughs> well, that'll be my pleasure. I'm looking forward to it. Terrific. And I can't thank you enough. Everybody, of course, on Twitter, you can find her, Erica Eleniak, on Facebook. Erica Eleniak, one of my all-time favorite actors, actresses, and a lovely person. Thank, thank you. you so much. Absolutely. Yeah, and check out, can I give you my blog, too? 
go right ahead. Absolutely. Yeah. It's realericaaleniakblog.com. I'm ready to <laughs> How about that? Super you know. simple. realericaaleniakblog.com. Come check it out. I'm writing it down as we speak. I see it. I, you yeah, know, come chat with me. Absolutely. I certainly will. And everybody should because I'm telling you, this is just an absolute treat for me. And uh, I'm going to be the envy of a lot of my friends for a while, knowing that we've done this. Oh, well, tell them all <laughs> hello and thank you so much. Absolutely. Thank you, Erica. Have yourself a great evening. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Well, that was about as great as I could have ever hoped for. Erica Aleniak, ladies and gentlemen, uh, former Playboy Playmate, Ellie Mae Clampett on the Beverly Hillbillies. She was on Baywatch, really has had an excellent career. Lovely, as I expected. You know, you kind of get a feel of certain people watching her act and just her look and her demeanor. You just kind of knew you were going to get a great interview talk to just a real person. And that was very solid. Very great moment for me tonight on The Stoop, one of my absolute all-time favorites. And, uh, yeah, she made number one on my uh, Baywatch list, and I'm not ashamed to admit that. Right to her. She's great. Thank you again, Erica Aleniak, for joining us. And thank you, everybody, that listened in tonight. Like I said, we got the big Philadelphia Eagles parade going on tomorrow. Um, going downtown, Broad Street, uh, starting at the stadium around Broad and Patterson. It's going to travel its way down into the art museum. We're going to have some speeches, of course, and I don't know if anybody's going to take the Chase Utley approach and lay out the world effing champions, but we'll wait and see. That's the excitement of uh, getting out and getting there. And they're expecting millions of people, and I don't have to explain this to you, that you got to try and be neighborly and fair and honest and, and friendly to others. We're all there for the same cause. There's going to be millions of people, but we're all there just to celebrate our Philadelphia Eagles. Um, the great people at Bud Light are supposedly giving out free beer. I don't know what they're offering, but that's pretty awesome. also heard a rumor that Yards of uh, Pennsylvania, Yards Brewery, maybe as well. There's a lot of great things to see in town, taking a restaurant or a nice bar afterwards. But really, keep the city neat. Don't go crazy. Have a good time. Um, I've got friends and family and law enforcement that'll be down there, so respect them as well. And respect the city of Philadelphia. This team went out and won a world championship for you to enjoy, not to tear apart the great city. I don't have to sit here in public announcement, address you people, but I will if I have to. No, seriously, it's going to be great. We're very excited for that. Um, So we're getting back. Philadelphia Eagles. Uh, so, the, again, the parade is tomorrow. It starts at 11 a.m. Uh, trains are running. If you haven't bought your train ticket yet, you may be out of luck. You had to get a ticket uh, ahead of time to get on public transportation. I believe the subway is still available. That'll be pretty packed. Hotel rooms are more than sold out. They've been sold out for uh, days leading into that. It went for some top dollars. So congratulations to everybody who's uh, currently down there. I heard people are um, – setting up tents. They're camping out down there on the art museum steps. It's what the city's all about. We've waited so long for this. It's been forever. You know, we we never won a Super Bowl, and now we finally got it, and the city is going to go nuts. But go nuts in a, in, a, in a fair way. We could do that, right? Philly people? Anybody out there? So, um, as we like to do at this point, after we go through all of our uh, topics of discussion, after we have our guest on, I like to ramble about a few things I've seen. And uh, Tesla, Tesla, the big car manufacturer, is talking about revolutionizing vehicles with electric cars. Uh, it's uh, posting its worst quarterly loss ever. Tesla Inc. said on Wednesday it was sticking with chief executive Musk's revised production targets for its Model 3, the electric sedan on which the company's future rests, despite posting its worst ever quarterly loss. Now, I guess a lot of teams are, a lot of teams, a lot of car manufacturers are trying to get into the game. Uh, we've got the self-driving car that's being worked on. Um, so maybe it's already a thing in the past. Maybe Tesla is something people are already looking around. Um, other manufacturers making their uh, hybrids. And they're not quite a full electric car, but hybrids, of course. So there's a lot of, um, a lot of factors in this. So we really don't know if uh, Tesla will pick it back up. We hope so. It seems to be a uh, well-run company. It seems to have its uh, 
the right thing in mind and uh, we'll wait and see what happens out there to Tesla. Uh, a lot of political stuff in the news. I don't really like to talk politics. Not really my thing. Uh, a few of the Philadelphia Eagles have already turned down the um, to the White House. Chris Long, of course, who has uh, said a lot of stuff. Um, good guy. Great player. Has his head on right, but uh, he has said, along with Malcolm Jenkins and a few of the Eagles, they are not a attending the White House celebration for the Eagles Super Bowl. It's their right. You know, uh, I'm not going to sit here and get upset. Super Bowl is something you celebrate, and if you don't want to make your way to the White House, you certainly do not have to. Uh, they're players, they're athletes, they, they make their money, they do their thing. Uh, it, it doesn't bother me as much as it did in the past, because if you look at this team, it is a community-driven team. These guys really go above and beyond. They're always... Um, reaching out to children and you always see great videos about their success stories and, and how they give back. Um, Carson Wentz, of course, Nick Foles is very much a, a believer in faith in God. Um, so yeah, the, the team does the right things. And if one of their things on the agenda is not visiting the white house, I'm not going to knock that. I know politics has uh, had a bum rap of late and that's perfectly understandable. That's everybody to each the room and, we're not going to ruffle any feathers. We don't do that here on the stoop. We talk about fun stuff. Uh, we talk about celebrating. We, we play music. We have awesome guests like Eric Alaniak and many others. And we just sit here and we have a good time. Uh, again, I will plug that for her, though, her blog, realericaaleniakblog.com. And they give you a chance to chat with Erica. Who wouldn't love that? I'd love that. I did it tonight. I had an absolutely amazing time doing it. Uh, so a lot of people are starting to reach out telling us, you know, all about their parade, where we're going to be, where we can find them, all this good stuff. So we hopefully uh, get up with some people, meet up, maybe shoot some live video, maybe post some stuff um, on Stoops' Facebook page. Let's just make sure everybody has a safe and fun time. Uh, so as I said, Jewel is not with us tonight. We're going to cut the show a little bit short. I'm going to congratulate her once again on her engagement. I want to thank Erica Leniak for joining us. The Stoop Radio Show does come back to you. We're actually not going to be back until February 15th because Wednesday is uh, Valentine's Day, the 14th. 15th, we come back, and it's going to be an absolutely, positively incredible show. The Femmes of Rock, their leader, their founder, the amazingly talented Nina DiGregorio is going to be on the show on the 15th. She's going to tell us all about the Femmes of Rock. They're coming in March to Parks Casino, to the Excite Center at Parks Casino. Uh, we are going. I'm going to be attending. Can't wait to see the amazing Femmes of Rock. It's four ladies that jam out on the violins. Some of the classic rock songs, Led Zeppelin, ACDC, The Who, and lots, lots more. They do an incredible job. I'm speaking with their manager and drummer. He's been sending us some pieces. We cannot wait. That's next Thursday, a very special episode of The Stoop, the 15th. Nina DiGregorio from the Femmes of Rock. She's going to be telling us all about their latest tour. I'm very excited for that. We've got some shows coming up. We're still talking to some great guests. Hoping to get more people on here very soon. Another show we're going to talk about February 28th. It is a Wednesday night hump day edition. The lead singer of the band Till Death Do Us Part. The lovely Miss Emily Tate. And in case you're wondering, that name sounds familiar. Emily Tate, of course, is the daughter of legendary Queen Rice singer Jeff Tate. We're going to talk to Emily about how it feels to be leading her own band and where the band is headed. Of course, some live appearances by her father, Jeff. We'll talk about that as they uh, take the stage together. Really big stuff for that, and that's coming up on the 28th, which is a Wednesday night. Dogs going crazy. The uh, crowd is starting to file in. That'll be making our way downtown. We're going to uh, hang out tonight and maybe a couple cocktails or two, laugh, kid, tell some Eagle stories, and just have ourselves one hell of a damn good time. I am going to uh, send you off tonight. I'm going to thank everybody for joining us here on the stoop. Once again, thank you to the beautiful and amazing Erica Leniak for joining us. We will catch you again. Currently, uh, looks like Thursday night, 15th. appears where our next episode, if anything else changes. Of course, we'll post it on Facebook. We'll post it on Twitter. You can find us at Twitter at the Stoop Radio 1, Facebook at the Stoop Radio Network. We have a website we're kind of working with right now. It is uh, the Stoop radio.com and we're on Instagram. We're all over the place. We want to bring to you every last thing we can. And as I said, we're talking still to some uh, 
stars and some bands. I have a lot more to come very soon. So, for myself, Jeff the Shark Peroni, I want to thank you all again. Go Eagles. Enjoy yourselves out there tomorrow in Philadelphia. Don't get too rowdy. Don't hurt nobody. Have a good time. Celebrate with your team. I'll talk to you real soon. Good night from Philadelphia.